Dan, do you know how many, um, how many different pieces of Doom media we have left to get through? You know, you know this podcast? the finite number of Dune media that exists? That's something that you know? I haven't, I've, I've gone to Wikipedia and counted all the books and stuff. And, um, <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Okay. I think I talked about it on the last episode. There's 57. Total pieces or, or how, how many we have left? Well, no, 57 total, but that's including like, that's including the trilogy that's being written right now. Um, we've done four, right? Cause we like four, four complete. Cause we watched a movie and then we've covered effectively three video games. Yes. And then we haven't, we haven't completed anything else. Right. Right. And there's probably gonna be more with the movie tie-ins coming out this late, this later this year. Folks, you're listening to Let's Get Way Into Dune. This is a, a podcast where uh, two idiots, that's that's me, uh, Silas Harris. And, and, and me, Dan Kelly. We, uh, we, I can't say we don't know anything about Dune, because uh, we do now, but uh, a mere couple of months ago, we didn't know anything about Dune except for the worms. Yeah. Hard to forget the worms. Hard to not know the worms. Pretty yeah. iconic piece of imagery. Um, and we're on a quest to know everything there is about Dune and and to experience and immerse ourselves in much of the uh, Dune media that exists as possible before uh, the new movie comes out later this year, where we're going to get to see our good friend Aquaman walking around in the desert. Um, so anyway... Uh, on this episode of Let's Get Way Into Dune, we are covering, uh, well, it's called Frank Herbert's Dune. Uh, it's a TV movie series. A mini-series. Well, not as many as you might think. Right, but it's we limited episodes. Learned. Yes, yes. Silas and I, were going yeah. to, we're, we're planning to watch this, maybe bang it out in a day, just like watch all of it. Because we, th- we thought it was like, because we know it's three short movies. So it's like, yeah, maybe that totals like maybe hour and a half, two hours, max two and a half, right? Right. Like maybe they're like, they like, we figured they were like 45 minutes, like yes. a long TV yes. show. Yes, absolutely. Episode. Yes. <laughs> but each of these really is a short movie. The full runtime, I have the box in front of me here, is 292 minutes, which comes out to you just under five hours. So um, we have quite the, quite the undertaking. It's three episodes? Quite the, it's three. Okay, yeah, yes. it's one for each part of the book. Oh, okay. Which we've uh at time of recording we've uh both read the first part and i've read a little bit of the second part but we're not even that far into that so so we may even there may be some spoilers ahead right right because there was definitely some stuff in the the like the you know the first part of the actual novel that was not explored in the film i didn't came completely blindsiding to me so as with any uh any piece of dune media that we explore um, on on this podcast, we of course invite you, our listeners, to follow along at home. You know, read the book alongside us. Uh, our first episode, of course, was is only listenable if you are literally watching the David Lynch film. Yes, that that will not be the case um, for this one. We're just going to do sort of it, our reactions to each part as we watch them. Yeah, well, a big part of that is this one, like, is streaming nowhere. I bought a DVD off amazon because it's the only way to watch this what i've come to find 
uh, in researching for this podcast is that it's like it really is like uh, digging through the wreckage of an ancient civilization, like finding <laughs> scraps of of. There's like a Dune like companion encyclopedia that goes for like four hundred dollars on eBay because Christ. you just can't find it anymore. Um, and speaking of, um, in the spirit of getting through. Uh, these 57 different pieces of Dune media, and also um, working through some of the rarer uh, sort of uh, uh, relics of the past. Uh, I have a little gift for you, Dan. Do, what? I have a little. I have a gift. I have a little. I have a little something. Can I come in there? Yeah, come on in. Oh my goodness! What's up, man? What did you get? So something you should know <laughs> about. Uh, the way we record this podcast two guys one mic i had to take my headphones out because i heard we dan and i um record in uh separate rooms we're roommates by the way we have a bad habit we talk over each other really badly and so the only way to make a listenable sort of thing is for um for me to be able to just cut out one of us talking entirely (laughs) there in most of the episodes you've heard so far we're we're talking over each other so much um that you really only get to hear, you you only get to hear one of us at a time. But there are usually two conversations sort of happening at once. Anyway, I've come with gifts. Uh, okay, I combed through sort of the depths of of eBay, um, and I was able to find just a couple of of Whoa. booster packs of the Dune trading card. I'm gonna go back to my Eye of the Storm. I'm gonna go back to my microphone, and we're gonna just pop this these. This is a open. 15 card spice pack. It's just a, this is a little pre episode, pre um, nice, main focus dude. of the episode bonus, so that we can check another one off the list. So wait, wait to open it until I get back to my microphone. Okay. Hold on. So guys, there's a big old there's a big old worm on this thing. It says the Dune collectible card game Eye of the Storm 15 card spice pack. Big, big. Big ol' worm. And on the back it says Arrakis Dune Desert Planet. Gives a little Thank blurb. You for vamping while I go No back. problem, dude. I'll always, I'll always Oh, vamp. yeah. Do they say anything fun on here? Arrakis Dune Desert Planet. The great houses have all turned their eyes towards Dune. The harsh wasteland that is only the, sor- is the only source of spice. You, too, struggle to take control of that most valuable substance in the universe. Whether you choose to fight on the Chome Exchange, the floor of the uh, land shrad, or the, the, land's rad, the drifting yeah. sands of Arrakis itself. Expect treachery, danger, and the unknown at every turn. I still, we're, I'm exactly currently 400 pages into the book Dune, and I've seen a movie about it. I still don't really know what the Landsrad or Chum I know very are. little about that, yes. So this is a TM right. 1965, Herbert Limited. Uh, then yeah, so this, n- this, um, this card game ran for a short time. It was like published, it was like an independent company doing it, and then it was bought by Wizards of the Coast. Uh, but the game was so complicated and hard to play that nobody was buying it, and so they just stopped. It making seems it. very niche as well. It's not like Pokemon, where like it's, there's a bunch of different media about it. Right. There's no mainstream appeal for. A, I mean, it's kind of from the era where card games were blowing up. I see. But, um, we're not gonna learn how to play this thing or or do so. But let's. You want to crack these Absolutely. guys open? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love. I love the feeling of opening a little booster pack of cards. I'm doing it right in the mic for some ASMR. I'm not. I'm struggling to open it with my feeble little hands. Yeah, it's actually very hard to open. <laughs> it's from the '90s, bro. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, these are these. These nobody's seen these cards. Wow. In like 25 years. All right. So I have a wind trap. 
That's an equipment for a bastion. Okay. Intelligence. Ooh. Espionage. Oh, I have, I have a I diplomacy have a, card. <laughs> I have a weapon misfire, which is... Um, it says Imperial technology is often far from perfect. It is just a guy like shooting himself in the face. <laughs> I have a uh, uh, Kinjal. What's that? It's a blade. It's a it's a kind jowl. I don't know. I, it was mentioned in the book. Is that that? Is that that like bone blade yes, or whatever? Yes. Like you, you like if you take it out, you can't put it back until it draws blood. I believe so. Okay, I got a Dune smuggler. I have a house agent. <gasps> I got a spice harvester. Nice. Uh, I got. A house battalion. Rachag stimulants, which is ooh drugs. Engage. Ooh, ooh! I got some chome dividends. Nice. I have an exchange proxy. Until it's a, it's a sexy lady. Now, is there like um? <laughs> I have arm tra- arms training, and it's like shitty Paul with shitty gurney with a shitty sword, shittily. I'll. I'll one-up you there, which is, I have personal shield, oh, wow. force field projector, and it is it is sort of a knockoff uh, movie Paul with a light sort of shining out of his belt. Nice. I have a carry-all harvester transport. Oh, ooh, a water ride. Bro, I have the high steersman, the weird motherfucker alien world maker. Whoa, nice. I got a Fremen battalion, which does have a... It does have a worm on it, I have a, which is I have a litany against fear. <laughs> really? Damn, that's good. Nice, dude. I mean, I don't know if it's a good card, but like, of you got the litany card. Yeah. I wonder how rare each of these are. Um, okay, my last good one is I did get the weirding way. Oh, nice. I got a Sardaukar has... battalion too. Nice. Oh man, you got some good ones. I should have. I should have swapped. I should have swapped him last night. I have minute. a sterling reputation. Right. I have a slim tip second blade weapon, and I have a land srad emissary. All right. So that was that was sort of just a little appetizer for the main event, which is of course uh, Frank Herbert's Dune. And and what we're gonna do here is we're gonna take we're gonna take it into three parts, um, and we're gonna we're gonna go away. We haven't watched this thing yet. We actually have no idea what we're in, what's in store for us. Um, we have we don't know if it's gonna be good or bad. I have a feeling it's not gonna be very good because yeah, I'm realizing that this it's the book. It's like it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like when they try to make stuff about, um, um, H.P. Lovecraft yeah, stuff where yeah. it's like written. It's not meant. It's to be written to be read. Yeah, yeah, on the screen, but only visualized um, in your mind. Yeah, right. Yeah, like um. So I, that's I mean I am I'm excited for the new movie but but I, I you know I will I, I'm I, in honesty I'm not going in with high hopes for this thing especially since I've never even heard of it before doing extensive research um, but you never know it could surprise me yeah um, so we're gonna go off and we're gonna watch the first part of this and then we're gonna come back and sort of report back on that and we'll do so for the following parts as well gonna kind of break it up and and give you our thoughts as we watch each basically individual movie of this thing all right let's do it uh i'll see you all on right. the other side let's watch part one dune of frank herbert's dune not dune but frank herbert's dune ready let's go all right all right, all right. let's go let's go
Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's part one of three. <laughs> that's part one watched. So, uh, in the time between uh, when we finished watching part one and when we started recording this, uh, my nose started bleeding. <laughs> oh, what? So, yeah. No, yeah, my nose, I got some paper shoved up half my nose right now. Okay. If I sound funny at all, that's why. Um, and that, I think, is a pretty good indicator <laughs> of sort of what we just went through. I think that this blood may be coming directly from my brain. Uh, on account of the film we just watched? Yeah. And it was, and I will just say, real, it was film. Like, it came out in 2000, but it was like, it was like filmed on like poor quality film. Yeah. It was not digital. Which they could have done. They wanted that uh, realistic effect, my man. Yeah. Well, right, because cause it's... I don't know, man. Like, it, it, look, it was clear how low budget it was. But also, I, I, there's, there's no... I, I, I don't, like... Okay, I don't expect anyone to see this other like ever again i imagine that nobody's out no we may be the last people to ever watch frank <laughs> herbert's dune okay yeah um because you have to you do have to go out of your way like i mentioned we had to buy a dvd of this in order to see it there's no way to find it online um which i appreciate yeah and and so we're going to have to do a lot of like explaining here cuz we can't just like yeah, yeah you know you know normally with the book or or the David Lynch movie or something anybody listening could sort of like check our work and like figure out what we're talking about but we can only describe what we've seen and you just kind of have to believe us where do we start <laughs> um uh with the year it was made which is 2000 and right. this is before i mean this is after the phantom menace came out which came out in 99 oh, it is. um but uh geez oh geez are those special effects just horrendous it yeah i mean that's really it it starts out with like the title card like the logo falling into like at like the 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 desert rock cracks and it falls into the sand pit below it's it's clear at that point that that this is low budget low like, budget we expected low budget cuz this is like a tv a series of tv movies that nobody talks about so right, like right we never expected it to be super um high budget or anything but like clearly the majority of the budget went into like the extended like weird cgi thopter scenes that they, yes like spent a lot of like they were clearly very proud of when they made it yes they they they, they, they don't take the time to do miniatures which you know i get because it's cgi is new and we want to show it off because we think it looks really good it looks like a fucking dire straits music video this scene where <laughs> it looks like it looks like an episode of jimmy neutron yeah for real it looks like that bad it takes place out of order there's a lot out of order. There's a lot that they skipped. And and what's weird, like, in 
the movie, the old movie, the David Lynch movie, like they skip a lot of stuff. And that's like, I guess, because you're fitting this whole book into one movie. Yeah. If you're going to take if you're going to take an hour and a half for part one, do just like do it. Yes. They they don't. And it's not like, oh, well, there's stuff that's more important. No, they add shit that's not in the book. <laughs> yeah, like Princess Arulian's uh, there, Princess even though Arulana's she's not in it. Who's not? Yeah, not born yet. <laughs> and there's a and the, and and she and she and Paul had a very weird like sort of sort of tension, like romantic tension between them, which is also like the man is spoken for. Well, not yet, but like, but Princess Arulian's like fucking. She shows up at the dinner scene, which is a very important scene in the book. And then, like, mm-hmm. they just, like, leave to go somewhere private together to talk. And the whole dinner scene about the Duke leaving and, and Paul, like, assuming his, you know, place, yeah. which he will soon assume for real, which is a great scene in the Frank Herbert novel, uh, I, is we just were ta- not We were talking while we watched it. It's, like, uh, one of my favorite scenes so far. All right. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though, I think. I think so, yeah. Um, um, I don't know where to start. I mean, the effects, like, are... Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, whoa. Um, but I think we need to talk about is the costumes and, like, the set. Because oh, that yeah. seems... Because that's much more, like, within your control, right. you know? That is definitely um, what you make of it. CGI is just, like, <laughs> you know, it's Yeah. People were doing good costumes right. before before computers. You've got to be creative, and I think they were creative, just in a very wrong direction. So Thufir showed up very early on when they're still on Caladan. Yeah, during the shield practice scene, he was kind of a normal looking old man. Like most of the people in this one were old men with long hair. Um. Uh. But then and and. And and so Thufir was there. He was a normal guy, and then he showed up again once they were on Arrakis. But then he but he was wearing like a big purple, like almost like a pope hat. <laughs> yes, very almost. It's very very pope like, very papal. He had a yeah. Um, actually, the 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 funny hats were heavily featured at the dinner scene. There were a, quite <laughs> a lot of funny. hats. It was like the Hunger Games. Um. Like the capital citizens from the Hunger Games level of like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it made me think of um, the Galactic Senate from the the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, where there's all the different weird aliens, but these yes. were all just people wearing funny hats. Um, I feel like there were some other. Oh, oh, um, UA had a funny hat. Um, UA had a funny still hat. suits. The still suits oh, look man. crazy. The still suits were just were just suits with like wire on them to s- simulate like the tubes that their water their moisture gets sucked in from. It right, so and they strange. were just clothes. They were just clothes. Yeah. <laughs> like they had and the, and like, they had like f- a funny cap. Yeah, they had a funny little cap. Made it look like they were going diving. Um, yes, <laughs> but it was but it was all just made of like linen. The oh, can we talk about the Duke? We hated the Duke. Oh, uh, we hated the. They Duke. They fucked up a so, lot of really interesting characters, but we'll yeah, start with the Duke. The, car- the, the Duke's a very important well, character, and I think he was the way he was because 
He's like the top build person is whoever they got for the Duke. It was William. So it was William Hurt, who is a good actor. And I've seen him in other stuff. And he's actually like a very like he's a, gr- a really great dramatic actor. And he, and he can be like scary. Uh, and he and he's, does have the like patriarchal thing going on. But it's just like, I don't I mean, look, if you're William Hurt and you get cast in this TV movie. You're not giving it your 100%. <laughs> I mean, clearly, um, we just watched him not give his 100%. Uh, but, like, it felt like he had... Every scene kind of felt like he had just read the script, like, right before he walked on set. It was very boring, very flat, very, like... Made sure not to reach above a few decibels. He was quiet. He was quiet and... Oh, and, um... <laughs> Jessica really, like... Jessica, who, again, is a character, like, a, obviously is, like, one of the most important characters in the book, um, and is, like, super complex and interesting, and even in the uh, the Lynch movie is, like, very well, very pr- fairly fleshed out and interesting, um, she was kind of just, like, a, she was just kind of there to kiss <laughs> the Duke yeah. a lot in this, they were... There were, I think, like three extended kissing scenes with them, <laughs> which is yeah. weird because, like, like I, some of them look, in public in front of everybody, which is not what the you know the Duke was about in his in his living days. No offense to Mister Hurt, but I don't think anybody really cares to see him kissing all that much shirtless from the, like, a lot of from the top of his kissing, head. <laughs> yeah, his weird like balding long hair. Again, yeah, all dude. all respect to to Mister Hurt. Nothing but respect. <laughs> Nothing but respect. Another character they fucked up was Kynes. Kynes. Oh my god. Um, he looked like a he had like Peter May hair, but like more <laughs> like damaged. He looked like he had just taken off a powdered wig. Brian May from Queen. That is what I understood you to be saying. But, Peter May is uh, not a person. Who is Peter May? I don't you know. think of Peter May Hugh? I was just I was just incorrect. <laughs> I see. <laughs> uh, I googled um, Peter May and he was a Scottish screenwriter. Uh, so that's not somebody we knew about. Yes, Brian May from Queen. Brian May, but yeah. like cut his hair, make it a little more curly, and just make it like look unhealthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the actor also like just kind of decided his he kinds was just like a creepy guy. Yeah. Who else did we, were we saying that they fucked up? The Duke, Jessica, mm. Kynes. I mean, oh, UA. UA just wasn't there. Yeah, there was no UA like, conflict. He showed up twice. He showed up like twice, and the uh, first time, I mean, he was like on the a train with Paul and Jessica. And we didn't realize it was Fremen. Place, we didn't realize yeah. it was UA. Um, and then he basically didn't show up again until he killed Mapes and kidnapped the Duke. Uh, and then, die. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> showed his and when wife's the dead body. Yeah. So, it, like in the book, in the book, um, uh, the UA's whole thing is that you know he he wants to be with his wife, and the Baron promised that he'd reunite them when when he gave him the Duke, and. And in the book, you know, UA goes like, "Yeah, I did. I filled my end of the bargain. Now, now reunite me with my wife." And the 
And the Baron's like, oh, I'll I'll reunite you, all right. And then he, like, snaps his neck. Um, and it's like, oh, because she was dead. Like, whoa, subtext. Yeah. And in and, and what we just watched, um, uh, instead of doing it sort of subtextually, they wheel in Yue's dead wife in, like, a glass coffin into the room. And then... <laughs> yeah, like he's um, like, what? <laughs> and then Kynes, Kynes gets... Not Kynes. Uh, Yue gets stabbed. Um, and they did the like the old armpit trick with the knife where they just stuck it in his armpit and they, you know, made the face like he got stabbed. Um, and then you see them uh, pull the knife back out and you just see his shirt like go back into place from where they pulled out of his armpit. Um, like no hole in the shirt or anything like we wouldn't see. <laughs> Like, like they were playing make pretend. Yeah, I mean, just a shameful display. Yui capture subdues the Duke. Uh, the Duke is brought to Harkonnen, uh, and 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 Paul and Jessica are thrown out into the desert. None of that is explained, and we just like, like we smash cut to to Paul and Jessica in the desert, and we're just like, oh, oh, oh okay, they're there now. Um, the Duke is instantly with. The Baron. Also, they're pronouncing all their names wrong. They say, <laughs> "Yes, yes." They pr- they like Wait. it. Like feels purposeful. Like every name. Um, what are the Itrades? Harkonnen. The Harkonnens. Um, Lado. Yeah, well, Lado is like I. I, I always read Leto because of yeah. Jared. Well, they call him. <laughs> they call him. They call him Lido in the other movie. Yeah. Who else's name do they say wrong? Uh, somebody says Tufer. Tufer, yeah. I guess most of the other names are just like people names that you can't fuck up. So, so we were talking about the the um the scene with with the Duke being captured, which of course does happen at the end, but it was like the most baffling scene I think in the thing. Um, after the they still did do the tooth, the tooth, the tooth. They still made sure to kind of chant the tooth at each other a little bit. And then um, after the Duke bites the tooth and, like, blows the bad poison smoke everywhere, <laughs> the Baron, like, kind of flies backwards. They did do, they did the flying Baron for this one. Um, and, he look, and, then he, and then he realizes he's alive and everyone else is dead. And he kind of, like, laughs maniacally. He, and then he... Realizes and then he, he's safe. He, yeah. But then he turns around and he looks right into the camera and like laughs maniacally, and he's like, and goes, "I'm alive," and it like was like, uh, really weird <laughs> that they did that, um, that they did that like, kind of just like Mr. Bean moment with him. Very strange. Um, yeah, like straight up, like I don't know, like fully fourth wall break, um. Oh, the sets. The sets all yeah, on very... on Arrakis. Well, anything outside, you could tell that there was like matte paintings. Oh my god! Behind the, them. the the outside of Arrakis in the yeah. desert was just awful. Yeah, there were like matte paintings behind them, and the sand that they were standing on was very clearly only like two inches thick on top of solid <laughs> ground. Um, and then inside, um. 
everything, every set indoors looked like an old, like it was part of like a Nickelodeon game show. Yeah, like show. Legends of the Hidden Temple or like Guts or something. Yeah, it looked like that aggro crag behind them. I think we're covering a lot of stuff that is going to be in parts two and three as well. Right. So this may be our, this may be our like longest and most incredulous sort of part um, of our discussion. I'll just say this. this. There are some moments where they take artistic license and sometimes they even don't where they fumble a great idea. Like if you wanted to show Yui the dead body of his wife, they just like drew it out and like made it weird. Like you could do that and then immediately kill him. A door slid open and her body was wheeled out. It wasn't even like a person. It was just like robot, like a mechanically her dead body eyes open in a glass coffin (laughs) wheeled into the room and she was inside of it wrapped in plastic like laura palmer (sighs) very very strange um there i mean like what other like good ideas are there they're like at the beginning somewhere there was something that i remember we were saying oh that's good that's cool (laughs) i don't remember what it was was it like the way they were showing how the non-Fremen use water so carelessly. Oh, yeah. It's like big so, fountains like, and they're just like wiping their hands and like wiping the water, just like flicking on the ground. Right. Well, there was that, which which is in the book, but but they were like, um, but when they were on Kaladin before, like, and before, like if you were going into this not having read the book or anything and just kind of going cold and you didn't know about all the water, you wouldn't catch this on the first sort of watch. But like, you know, Paul just like very casually like, shoots back a little glass of water it's the first thing we see yeah and then like and then there's like a bowl of water like petals, with rose of water, petals floating yeah. in it and he just kind of sticks his hands in there and like i don't know i don't know what that's for um but um you noticed some continuity sort of breaks right well right with the bowl of water there was like it was already like sloshing around like it looked like somebody had just put the bowl of water down right before they started shooting but more likely it's probably it was like their eighth take of it and they just like reset and started rolling before the water had settled from the last time he had stuck his hands in it <laughs> yeah and then there was something about Paul's like beard after they get lost in the desert yes his 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 beard his <laughs> His beard, like when he when he first wakes up in the desert, which we don't see him like get transported to at all, he has like a he has like a like a, a five o'clock shadow, and then like, like he gets in the thopter, and he's clean shaven, and he gets to the siege, and he has a beard again, and he gets back in the thopter, and he's clean shaven. It's clear that they did all the, all the thopter scenes the same <laughs> day in one day. Yeah, yeah, like the scene where they they watch the 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 harvester go down, which is one of my favorite scenes in the book. It's so it's it's you know characterizes the duke in a really weird way. In a really cool way, and like shows kinds that he's you know he he cares about people more than money. Um, there was a kind like at the end, um, when they're hiding in the siege, um, kind we watch kinds like sneak up on Paul, like fully like from far away. <laughs> we watch him walk all yeah. the way up a hallway to sneak up on Paul and like go like rah, over his shoulder and like as he starts saying something <laughs> and like, and then. And then Paul like whoa like jumps a little bit, um, and then when they're leaving, um, because the Harkonnens are coming to kill them, Paul is like, says to um, 
Kynes, he's like, well, you're going to come with us, right? Like, they'll kill you. And Kynes are like, actually, fuck you. I'll be fine. I'll just say I'm the Emperor's guy. It's yeah. Like, it's like, I know that he's not, like, super loyal right away to Paul, but, like, in the in this, he's just, like, mean to him, <laughs> like, for no reason. I don't know, man. That um, The actor they had for Paul, whose name I don't know, um was even less 15 years old than Kyle McLaughlin. Like, this guy looks yeah. even more like an adult, um, which I guess they didn't care too much about uh, mentioning that he was a kid. But his parents are, I don't know. What, that's part one of three. So we've, yes. got, we've got a ways to go still. Um and we are kind of heading into untreaded waters here, because like like we mentioned, I'm a few pages in to part two right now. And Dan, I believe you still you say you haven't started it. I have not right? even started part two. Okay, so we're like not really. So so it's it's very possible that we're gonna see some stuff that happens in part two and three that was cut from the movie that we've watched. Right. So we may find out some new stuff that we didn't know about. However, based on what we've seen yeah, may so not, far may in not part be, one, they may just add some we, random shit. That's not we may see some stuff that we haven't seen yet that just doesn't exist in the book at all. Um, so that's kind of fun that we're going to see some spoilers, but we're not going to know what's real and what's not. <laughs> all right. Well, I think uh, without further ado, uh, we should head into part two. What do you think? Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Here we are. We just watched uh, part two, Muad'Dib, of the of Frank Herbert's Dune, the 2000 TV limited series. And uh, 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 nudity, uh, large swinging titties, a whole a man ass. There's a lot of titties and man ass <laughs> in this one. Um, Which is good because not, not much else was exciting about it. Yeah, there is very little to go over except uh, shockingly sluggish pace. Uh, we got to meet some of the wildlife of Arrakis. There was a little mouse, which is named Muad'Dib, which is how Paul got his name, it turns out. Yep. <laughs> and there are some baby worms that you can kill to take their barf. To make the water of life, which I guess uh, that sent you into a sort that. of a hyperspace drive, where uh, the person yeah. that you're about to uh, uh, kill dies, <laughs> and then your baby uh, comes out, and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa! I didn't tell you about the baby." And they're like, "Yeah, you should have told us about the baby." And you hug the fetus, and then she's dead. <laughs> Not the fetus, the lady. <laughs> And if that didn't make very much sense to you hearing it just now, uh, please understand that that is it didn't make much more to us watching it. <laughs> that was at the that was at the end of yes, the yes, of what yes. we just watched. What happened before that? Um, uh, half some of the some of the funny worm stuff with uh, Paul and Jessica, the big worm yeah. chase. But that's like it happens and it's like gone and within like thirty seconds of them hiding from the worm on the rocks. It was really quick. Hanging out with the Fremen, um, Paul kills someone, 
uh, in a duel to the Paul death that he doesn't realize is to the death until it's to the death, and then he kills him. And Paul, Jessica's like, he's never killed before. And then, like, and then still first, like, oh, he better start. <laughs> what I liked about that was that um, they were, like, they had knives, and they were kind of, like, lunging at each other and stuff. And 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 uh, Paul knocked the other guy down, and he was like, are you done? And then Stilgar was like, oh, no, no, this is to the death. And Paul was like, oh, it's to the death? And just, like, stabbed him and killed him right away. Oh, oh, we should just... Oh, oh I'll kill him then. Princess Irulan was in it so much that I'm getting confused about, like, I'm almost feeling like what I've read so far, I must have just missed her <laughs> or something. Because there's no way they added this many Princess Irulan scenes that aren't in the book at all, right? Because we were thinking that she hadn't been born yet. Yeah, the way it's like the her introduction to the chapters are serialized makes it seem like she's recounting a story many generations into the future, but we're starting to think that maybe she exists in the time period of Muad'Dib. I'm Googling her. Do it. I have to find out. Princess Urulun. Urulun. Oh, she's a member of House Carino. I guess I didn't realize that the... My... I guess I didn't realize that the, um... The Emperor has a house? The Emperor's was a Carino. Sorry, I kind of just, like, looked at the little sidebar and I saw some spoilers, but then I looked away fast enough that I can't really process what they mean. Awesome. <laughs> she is the daughter of of the Emperor. We know that. This we know. So I, so I guess she is... She has been born. <laughs> well, all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember her showing Mission up, though, solved. in the... I don't think she was in part one. In the book, not at all, except for at the beginning of all the chapters. All right, I have to get off this Wikipedia tab before I see something important. So she must exist, but I think that they are exaggerating her role in this sort of... She definitely wasn't at dinner with uh, with Paul last time. No, that's for sure. She definitely wasn't... I thought she was hanging out with Fate, having sex Fate, with yeah. Him. Well, she wasn't. She she had to get some information out of him. Right. Not sure what that information was, but... Right. No, the information was um, she just wanted to know what happened, like what happened when the Harkonnens came and killed all the Atreides. Oh, and the, the, she revealed that that was the Sardaukar. Yeah, and that Paul, and she realized, I think, that Paul is probably still alive. Because uh, I think she still has a crush on him. Who doesn't? Uh, yeah, everybody seems to. Paul... Um, the he gets laid. Boy Paul <laughs> goes ahead and gets laid. In he this gets laid. One. So good for him. Um, yeah. The first time we see we see Chani, or as she's called in this version, uh, Chaney. They call her Chaney because they're they are committed. They it, somehow like whoever made this one saw the David Lynch one and committed themselves to pronouncing every name differently. It was made in two thousand, so I, that's also when Dick Chaney was elected to the vice presidency. I rest my case. Um, oh, that's so, weird, huh? So here's this. Here's this. Yeah. First time we're introduced to Chaney or Chani. Call her Chani. In the David Lynch film, she is uh, a, uh, a nothing character. Uh, this, they gave her some character. She sheds a single tear, which was, uh, you know, moving, I, I assume, to the actor. Oh, um, well, she, her thing, what I didn't realize is she is Kynes' uh, daughter. Yeah. I think. And and so she's kind of now then um taking over his goal to like terraform Arrakis. Oh, after he explodes, you mean? Oh, you for I we forgot <laughs> to talk about <laughs> it's that. It's one of the few things that happened. He goes, "I I have unfinished business. I have work to do." And then he explodes. 
and then he explodes in the desert, and we kind of did a double take on that one. Did that like, just fucking like, happen? Did he just explode? Like, was that a was that? Did he get eaten by a worm? Yeah, no, he no, just, he exploded. Like mushroom cloud exploded, and we don't really know why. No. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, it seems like the Harkonnens like planted a bomb on him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, more funny Baron. Uh, oh, we're introduced to Chani. So, she, so this time she actually is a character, thank God. But yeah. the first introduction to her, where she gets her, she gets her garboobles out, and Paul's staring at him, and she turns. She's you see her like back, and then she turns around a little bit, and you see like a tiny bit of nip, and you're like, whoa, hey, TV movie. And you're like that 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 was crazy. Yeah, like, that... Paul's looking at this lady, <laughs> and then it cuts back to Paul, and he's staring, and then it cuts back to her, and she turns all the way around, <laughs> and they're just hanging, and he's just staring at her. <laughs> And then she still, she still porks him later. Yeah, no, they pork. They make. So I love. guess she didn't mind that much. No, no, no. Yeah, final answer. Uh, this not not felt like nothing happened when we completed the the episode. It's one of the like I'm imagine that if we had read part two, we'd be a lot more angry, <laughs> like we were after Probably. the first part. But we just don't know what what right. they added, what weird things they added, and what like important things they skipped and stuff. Of course. So we just have kind of nothing to go on in terms of like how accurate or faithful it was. We just know it was weird. <laughs> so I guess we better watch part three. All right, part three time. See you then. I guess that's all that's left to do. Woo! Yeah. So let's talk about that. Okay. We Woo! just watched part three of uh, of Frank Herbert's Dune. The 2000 movie. miniseries. Yeah, and miniseries doesn't feel quite right because we really did all told watch five hours of Dune movies. Uh, we knew that we didn't enjoy it um, on you know minute what? three. So, yeah. You so, know what? Like, this- this third uh, episode here, uh, I think it had the highest I, highs. I, I mean, yeah, and also I feel like I kind of just got used to the way <laughs> that it worked. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Definitely, definitely. Well, there was a lot of fight scenes, a lot of action, and while that wasn't done well at all, it at least was better than like the just part two was just so slow and boring. Yeah, um, part two is really with, like, boring. The, the well, this one stuff, but the Fremen so were awesome was... in this one. Yeah, this one started with Chani giving birth to a a young boy uh, named Leto, or Leto, or Leto, or whatever, that was her and Paul's son, which is something I didn't know happened. And then, sort of spoiler alert, pretty much halfway through the thing, that child was killed. So <laughs> I I guess I can kind of see how old David left that out of his movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz that was weird. It was um, weird. Um Yeah, I, it was weird. It was weird. What else? I mean, Arya was cool. Oh, the girl. Arya was there. Arya was there and she was very cool. She was like exactly the same character as in the movie. Um the David Lynch the Lynch movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um Gurney came back. Yeah, the return of Gurn. The triumphant return of Gurney. Sucks. I think it's it, impossible. It, it, it sucks a little bit that this Why was that? that reveal was spoiled. We should have read the whole book first. 
because well, we knew Gertie was coming back. Gertie came back in the movie. Yes, but but saw. it would. I forgot about it. <laughs> I watched the movie oh, so long okay. ago. Um, Tell you what, you had you have two months to forget again. Okay, so. all right, we'll do, we'll do. Just feel like we should have read the I, whole book <laughs> first. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think with this first one, it's kind of unavoidable, right? Just because, um, because you got to start somewhere. You know, I think with our other, when we get to the other books, like when we watch um, Frank Herbert's Children of Dune, another right. miniseries by the same. But I don't uh, think there's him. a Dune Messiah miniseries which is strange yeah well from what i've heard online some people say that children of dune is the best one i've heard that either children of dune or god emperor of dune is the best one that's another one i've heard yeah so overall the frank herbert's dune the miniseries in 2000 what had some highs and lows i really started off not liking the actor who played Paul at all, and I ended up liking him in the end. He took a, I mean, he took a bigger arc, yeah, I think, yeah, than yeah. old old Kyle MacLachlan did. Yeah, even um, though I do love Kyle MacLachlan. And did we determine, by the way, that for sure, this um, the upcoming Dennis Villanueva uh, movie is only like the first half of the book? It's all. It's been all but confirmed by him that it is. Not the whole book. It is the first half of the book. They're going to do a thing like It and It Part 2, where it's like Dune and Dune Part 2. Now, here's something that occurred to me watching this and having watched another movie that was an adaptation of Dune and having played a couple of video games that were an adaptation of Dune. Yep. Um, What if this is a book that does not translate well to a visual... Medium. It absolutely doesn't. And so, what if, what if this movie that's we're waiting on with bated breath, what if it's not good? You it, know, there's Wouldn't a that be very a crazy... real possibility that it's not good because, like, you know, um, you know, when you're reading a book, you have the luxury to interpret it however you want, like however things look, and and the the sandworms and the. I mean, a big part of it as well is, I think, getting to look inside the mind of the characters and see what they're thinking. The whole suspicion about who's the traitor part cannot be done well. No, I Because don't everyone so. says one thing and is thinking another. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so, hopefully, it's good. I, I think it'll be well done. I think it'll be the most visually appealing of all of them, for sure, obviously. But whether or not it's a good film, I mean, Arrival was good. I've heard Blade Runner 2049 is good. So I trust this guy. I trust Dennis. I trust, no, I trust Dennis. It, but um, I think we've gotten ahead of ourselves here. I yes. have to say, I have got to say, on the topic of Gurney coming back, yep. Gurney and our friend Stilgar, the, the sort of leader of the Fremen, became like good buds, which was really, I don't know. I like that. That, <laughs> that felt nice. nice. It just was nice, you know. There was no stakes there. It was nothing, nothing too, um, nothing too heavy. It was just these. They were just good buds. They're both of my mentors from different worlds, and they're just they happen to be good friends. <laughs> there's like a good. There's like a good moment where Gurney like killed a Sardaukar trooper and like picked up his five barreled shotgun and tossed it to uh, Stilgar, and they just kind of shared a smile and a nod, and it was nice. <laughs>
What was uh any anything stand out to you? Any favorite moments from this part? I three? liked when the Fremen community came together to kill uh, a Harkonnen, and then a boy ran up the stairs with something <laughs> in his pocket, and you said no, as a joke I'm... to me, "Huh, he probably has his head." And then he opens his cloak. And reveal it holds the bloodied, severed head of the Harkonnen they just killed high, and everyone was, cheers. Oh, which was it was Raban, right? Was it? That was that was Raban who they did that to. I think so. Because there was kind of a fake out. Because there was like a bald guy. There was like a henchman to Raban who I thought was Raban for most of this thing. And Stilgar got to, like, five-barrel shotgun him right in the chest. And it was a very, like, big moment. And I was like, fuck yeah, they, they, Stilgar was the one who got to kill Raban. Like, that's great. But then later, like, Raban shows up. And, 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 you're, and yeah, and it's exactly like you described. Like, he's over, he's, like, surrounded by, um, like, Iraqi natives. I don't think it was even Fremen. I think it was, like, the village, the villagers. Um, and, and he just realizes that he's done for, and so he drops his knife to the ground and screams, and they all <laughs> gather around him and, and stab him to death. And yeah, and a little boy just, like, gra- like, runs away from the pack, and, and I, and I, like, nudge Dan, we're sitting on the couch, I nudge him, I'm like, it's gonna be, it's, like, it's gonna be his head, right? And we had a, we had a good little giggle about that. And he and he goes. He runs up like a short to flight of stairs the, and just yeah. It was like a second level up. of the town. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Speaking Sim- I, similar gotta... of similar to that is the first thirty seconds of the of this. They're like uh, Muad'Dib. We have we have something for you. We found it in the desert. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, and I was like, yeah, Muad'Dib. Look at these bones. But like literally, it's like these are all that was left of your father and it's just like some fucking like skull skull they got from party city yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's all that was left of your father duke later we were talking a little bit there about um about the uh like arakeen town where like villagers lived and it just made me think of how bad the sets were in this movie there were like like I believe they must have filmed most of it on like one sound stage with like weird like hand painted backdrops. Yeah, it was because bad. You, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Like you talked about it after we watched part one because it was so like loud how bad <laughs> the yeah. sets were. Yeah, it was what like this one. Did you say this one two Emmys. It won two primetime Emmys. I looked it up on IMDb while we were watching it. Uh, it won for, like, I believe, best cinematography of a TV movie and, and best uh, visual effects, I believe. And I guess that it got a loophole because it didn't have to compete against other movies of its time because it was technically released on TV, and that's the only reason it won. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we said initially we didn't expect it to be good, and I think we kind of got, like I said, we kind of got used to the way it presented itself here, uh, and, yes. and each part was less offensive than the one before it, but um, I, I'm glad we're done with it. Yes, yes. I'm glad we don't have to watch that anymore. I, I, I didn't enjoy myself. <laughs> um, I 
can't say I didn't enjoy myself. I had a good time. Kind of. It was it was fun. It was so bad it was fun, you know? Yes. It it, it was fun to make fun of. Uh, yeah, definitely. All right, should we wrap up here? Let's get out of here. Thank you all for listening to uh to another episode of Let's Get Way into Dune. Um kind of a weird one. <laughs> uh kind of a a little I don't know, there's nothing to follow along with here. So you kind of just had to hear us go through something yeah have we um you can you can join us uh in another couple of weeks when we release on april 1st we will release our uh episode of us talking about part two of dune um have we have we decided on a mid-april episode yet i don't think so i think it's all we have planned is uh the the in April 1st, we're going to read part two of the book, Moadib, of the Frank Herbert uh, original tome. And then I don't know what we're doing April April 15th. I don't either. we got to figure something out. we got to figure something out. we got to do We've like got a, some, got some board games. We've got some uh, some short stories. Do we? Comic books. Yeah. Mm. We'll figure. We'll find something. Oh, there's a lot of Dune Media. There's like 57 pieces left. Well, there's 57 total. Uh, now we have uh, officially wrapped up another one, which which puts us at five. Well, we we're counting the card game done, so that's six out of fifty-seven. <laughs> Woo! We're killing it, dude. We're getting there. We're getting way into Dune. And if you want to continue to get way into Dune, stick with us, uh, and and we will shepherd you through uh, the the dark the darkness that lies between the actual good. Uh, readable and watchable pieces of media. Because, oh boy, there's a lot of shit. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah, all yeah. based on a really good book. <laughs> That's true. That's that I've true. only read a third of at this point, but whatever. Right. All right, Dan, bring us home. What do you have for me? Well, you, you, <laughs> you, you, you damn dirty Harkonnens, you better rack kiss this place goodbye. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. right. We're getting a little too big Uh, for our bridges here. Well, we'll, maybe next week. That was sort of, that was an underwhelming one. (laughs) 